After all these years of developing the Less Doing framework, the Replaceable Founder framework, and working with so many different companies, I ended up having a lot of trouble identifying the ideal people for me to work with, and the ideal people that I could help, because it was sort of a blessing and a curse. The system found its way into so many different kinds of businesses and was helpful in so many different kinds of businesses from single person startups to multi-billion uh, multinational corporations with thousands of employees. And when people would ask me, you know, who I work with, it, it, it was always a challenging question because it was kind of like, well, really could work with anybody. And that's a, that's not a comforting answer for many people, right? So I never had a really great way of identifying my ideal client, my ideal prospects, whatever you want to call it. But part of the problem was I had a lot of trouble measuring objectively what success looked like. Because you know, a lot of times business, businesses that like mine that you know, do coaching and things like that will tell you about the results that they provide. You know, there are the people that will get you to your first million, right? They're the people that will help you uh, expand to other continents. They're the people that will help you cut your hours and all these kinds of things, right? And those are very specific, tangible roles. And the, the thing is, is I've delivered most of those results for multiple companies and people. But I could never say to somebody like, oh, yeah, I'll help you, you know, double your revenue. And the person I was talking to might not be interested in that kind of a thing, even though I could help them. So I had to develop a framework, and it took a long time. And I finally did a couple of years ago. And it's called the ultimate KPI. And for anybody not familiar, KPI is key performance indicator. Now, a KPI for a salesperson might be calls made and sales closed, right? A KPI for a franchising company might be new locations opened, right? It's some objective measure of progress, hopefully success. And I just couldn't figure that out for this business until I came up with the ultimate KPI. And here's how it works. There is research that I came across several years ago, which effectively said that in order to grow as an individual, we need to shed a certain number of the activities and tasks and things that we do currently, which, which makes sense. It's nothing particularly outlandish about that, but you think about a snail, you know, getting an, or a, I guess more like a hermit crab getting a new shell or a snake molting its skin, right? We need to get rid of some of the stuff on our plate if we want to put more stuff on our plate. Very simple. But many people end up going through the motions and just doing the same thing over and over and over for years in some cases, and they never get the opportunity to do that. And many of them never try. So the idea with the ultimate KPI is we want to create a systematic way of measuring the things that you're taking off your plate. So there's a worksheet that goes along with it. And what we start with for the ultimate KPI is identifying the 20 things that you do regularly. Right now, this could be as sort of macro or as granular as you want. You know, for me, I might say podcasting is one of the things I do regularly. Or I could go further into it and say podcast interviews versus being on podcast is 
some of the activities I do. And for some people, this is really challenging, and it's a really interesting exercise to go through to, to really think about, like, what are the 20 things that you're spending a lot of your time and energy on? And it could be really high-level things like sales and brainstorming or team management or cleaning the hallways, whatever it might be. So you write down the 20 things that you do regularly. And then in the next column, we invoke the famous 80-20 rule. And we want to take 80% of those things and identify what we're not going to do anymore. So the second list is 16 things from the first list of 20 that in a year's time we will no longer be doing at all. Sounds scary, I'm sure, for some people. But imagine not having to do eight out of the 10 things that you do on a regular basis. And we certainly don't expect you to just sit around and do nothing in that time. I expect you to be able to fill that time with activities and new projects and maybe taking on new skill sets that you couldn't possibly have before, which will inevitably benefit you and your business. So you take that 80%, those 16 things that you will not do anymore, and then the next column is your replacement plan. And in the middle there between those, we actually identify which mindset they fall into. And we have these four main set, mindsets in the replaceable founder, which I've, I've described at length in many different places, but essentially we have the cog, the engine, the engineer, and the inventor. And you want to identify which mindset those activities, those 16 activities fall into. And there's no like right or wrong ratio. It's not like we want to have, you know, 10 things that are genius and six that are cog and whatever. It's really just an awareness of how you're spending your time. And the more cog work you do, the, the less able you are to step away from the business at all and let it grow beyond you. But so we identify those things. And then we look at the replacement plan. And the replacement plan can very easily fall into the OAO categories, right? So are we going to optimize this process so that it's much more efficient? I don't have to do it anymore. Or uh, I can break it down into something that I can do less of. Are we going to automate as much as possible? Or are we going to outsource slash delegate? Are we going to hand this over to somebody, whether that's a new hire or somebody who's going to come step into our place or talent that we're going to bring in from outside? What is that replacement plan? And then we review this document on a regular basis. That could be monthly, it could be quarterly, it could be every six months, whatever it is. And not only do you want to do this for yourself, but you want to do this for everybody in your business because you want replaceability not just to be okay, you want it to be the goal. Everybody in the business needs to be as replaceable as possible so that they can be replaced up, not out. The entire business will elevate if that happens. And you identify the replacement plan and you look at this in a month and you say, all right, I've taken four of these things off my list that I'm never going to do again. Four things would be 25% of the things you want to get rid of. Now, if you come to that review point and you haven't taken anything off your plate, you need to have a conversation, right? If you have somebody working with you and they're supposed to be systematically removing these responsibilities and now you find that they're not actually doing that, something needs to change. You need to look at, does that person need more support? Is there a resource that they're not able to access that they need in order to do that? Or do they just not know how and they need further guidance? You can use this document as a way of objectively measuring your ability 
to OAO, Optimize, Automate, and Outsource. And if everybody does that, and you make this a systematized, regular part of your team culture, you will embody the framework of the replaceable founder. And the business will grow beyond anything you ever thought possible.